Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. I forgot to do a joke this week. Okay. So sorry about that. But I have some funny stories to begin with that are the dumbest people these people have ever met. Okay. So first one, I know a woman who bragged on Facebook that she scored an 84 on her IQ test. She thought it was out of 100. (laughs) (laughs) That's not good at all. (laughs) What does it go up to? Like one or 200? Or I thought like 180, something like is that. Is it 180? I, I think. I don't know. Gosh, I would hate to see what I scored. Me too. Oh, man. It would be bad. Yeah, mine would be bad. Mm. I think I would do better than 84, though, I would hope. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would. <laughs> I guess it would depend on the questions that were on there. Yeah, I don't know what kind of questions are on there. So. I don't know. I don't know. All right, next one. A customer who thought he should be able to get the... Jordan Bread 11s for 90% off because of the two coupons he had. One of these coupons was a printout of a 70% off clearance promotion from the Nike's website. And the other was a 20% off coupon from Payless that expired in 2017. <laughs> I've never been more confused, frustrated, and exasperated than I was during the 10-minute interaction where myself Two managers and a customer tried to explain to this man why it wasn't happening. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. But I have nice, a coupon. Nice try, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to try that. But I have a coupon. <laughs> I have two coupons. <laughs> okay, next one. I was put in charge of training a girl at a coffee shop I worked at. She didn't know how to make coffee. Literally, I had to tell her, okay, now pour the coffee in until it reaches this line. No, pour it slower. Don't dump the whole pot over the cup. When trying to train her on the register, I don't know if she couldn't or just refused to count. A total would be $5.98, and she'd tell the person it was $6. When people gave her anything but bills, she'd stare at the change and ask me how much that was, or she'd say, that's $2, right? Oh, my gosh. And there'd be, like, 50 cents on the counter in dimes and pennies. I tried training her on the sandwich sandwich station. She would pack the frozen food into the bags and just hand it out. On her breaks, I'd have to constantly remind her that 15 minutes meant 15 minutes, not 20, not 30, not an hour. (laughs) We were allowed to to have food at work for free within reason and only in the back. She would reach into the pastry case with her bare hand, pick up an item, and just eat it at the register or right next to the case. There was a lot more she'd do wrong, and it got to the point where I thought she was trying to purposely get fired. Either that or she was raised and didn't have to do anything for herself. Yeah, something. Like, not even learn in school. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's scary. That's very... Why would someone want to be like that? I know. That's what I th- I was thinking. Like, why wouldn't you try a little? Yeah. Like, put a little effort into what yeah. you're doing. I mean, 
That's just That's unless that she didn't want to be there and she's like maybe she was forced to get a job and she was just like fuck it I don't yeah. if I get fired I get fired yeah but the money thing that just yeah like what the fuck yeah hmm. that is because I would really hate to think that there is someone that dumb out there yeah or That's... like genuinely that dumb yes oh my gosh. Okay, next one. A girl who agreed on time changes but disagreed I was talking to her on my Sunday when it was her Saturday. I lived in Australia at the time. She refused to believe that the days changed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Next one. During college, I worked at a 7-Eleven for a few months. And one time, I had to train a girl to use the register, and she didn't know how to count coins. She had to give someone change, and she turned to me and asked what what coins and how many of them make 43 cents, or whatever the amount was, and both the customer and I were speechless. Oh my gosh, there's more than one? Yeah. How do you not know how How to... do you not fucking know? What is wrong? There's definitely wrong something wrong. I don't know. Are the schools not teaching that stuff anymore? They absolutely are. They... they drilled Joel on it until he learned it. Hmm. He, he, it took him a long time, but he well, finally, he's, well, he's autistic. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. But they made him learn it. They, that's good. Yeah. They, that's they good. kept on him until he learned it. So they definitely are teaching that in school. Hmm. Weird. Must be some really dumb people. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. That's a lot to do with parents. I think. And why wouldn't you want to learn? That's yeah. I, and why it, would you? I mean, I understand nowadays most people use credit cards. Sure. But still. Yeah. I mean. That's just basic. You need to know that. It, yeah. Yeah. You need to know. <laughs> okay. Like next the, one. Oh. It's like the kids not knowing how to tell time on a yeah. regular clock. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. It's like everything's digital. So. They just want to look at it and see the numbers, and that's what time it is. But Oh, my gosh. Have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? I don't think so. Watch it. It's an older movie with uh, Luke Wilson mm. in it. Mm -hmm. And he travels forward in time, I believe, or something like that. But he ends up, or no, he was in a coma, and he wakes oh. up like way in the future and everybody is a complete dumbass <laughs> and he ends up being the smartest person in the world oh my god so he has to teach them how to because they were they were watering their crops with like gatorade and it wasn't growing and they didn't understand why oh my god so he had to like introduce water <laughs> it's funny. It, I mean, it's a movie, you know. Yeah. But, but I can see it happening. You know, he's in the, the new Loki show. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like one of the main dudes. In oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Next one. We were in history class taking a pop quiz. One of the questions was, where is Pearl Harbor? Someone raised their hand and asked, who is Pearl Harbor and why would I know where he is? Hmm. That was me. I had trouble focusing in school and thought Pearl Harbor was a person. Aww. <laughs> you and Chris were just talking about Pearl Harbor today. Really? Yeah. That's the second time you've said that today. Yeah, I know. That's Isn't that weird? very weird. 
Okay, next one. My first girlfriend, about 20 years ago, I showed her one of those newspapers at the time that had made-up stories about alien abductions, etc. World, or Weekly World News, I think it was. One of the headlines was, Belgium destroyed by a giant asteroid and no one noticed for two months. <laughs> and she thought it was real. Oh my gosh. Uh, thing was, she wasn't actually dumb, just really innocent and naive. But that's mm, dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> You can paint it any way you want to, but it's just dumb. Oh, it was his first girlfriend. Give him a break. <laughs> you need to move on. <laughs> you don't want your kids to catch it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, Ex-girlfriend, I once said out loud, I wonder how dolphins have sex. She said, with convictions... There aren't boy dolphins and girl dolphins. They're just dolphins, you know, like magical. Oh my God. And she argued with me about it for about two hours. That's funny. They're magical. Oh my God. Magical dolphins. Okay. Next one. I know they have penises. Yes. Because do you know that story? Uh, I, you know me and my memory. <laughs> but there was a story about... It was like, I guess, kind of like a lab or something where they were. Oh, uh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Whatever. There was a woman that like bonded with yes. them. Yeah. And she used to. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Ew. I know. It's so gross. Because like the dolphin was like in love with her or something. Oh, honey. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm moving on. Okay. <laughs> For months, I've been dealing with a client who doesn't get their bills. Every month they call and ask where it is. We confirm their address and the expected arrival date. I manually generate a new invoice and mail it over. Email it over. Today, when confirming the address for like the sixth time, they said, oh no, that's not my town or my zip code, and submitted an address change. How the hell do you not know where you live? <laughs> What the fuck? I don't know. Wow. Okay, next one. My ex-girlfriend thought rhinoceroses were dinosaurs. Then we were watching King Kong, and toward the end of the movie, she asked if it was based on a true story. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, it is based on a true story, for sure. Next one, I worked at a bank for a short time. Had a 60-year-old woman that asked, what do you mean my account balance is negative? I still have checks. Oh, I've heard that one before. Yeah, I think I've done that one before. It was a different person. It was a guy. It, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, people think. That's. How? 60 years old. That, this woman. No. No. You. <laughs> All right. Next one. Had a friend in high school that would predict rain by looking at the stars. If the Big Dipper was upside down, the water would pour out so it would rain tomorrow. She was 17. What? Yeah, you know, the Big Dipper has to pour the out the water. The Big Dipper does not move. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know what she was looking at. Wow. Yeah. That's okay. crazy. Uh, next one, let me tell you about this woman that my uncle dated for a while. She was a really special kind of dumb. I'm just going to go ahead and list the top three things that I can remember, but I'm sure there's more. 
These were all relayed to me years later as I wasn't around at the time. It's a running joke between some family members. Uh, first one, she thought pork chops came from horses. Uh. She met a guy who had lost a portion of his ear in some kind of accident. Upon meeting, she just asked him with no class at all, Hey, what happened to your ear? His response, I turned my head too fast and bit my earlobe off. <laughs> she was totally cool with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... They went grocery shopping and assumed that whatever number of chicken legs came in a pack, that was how many legs that chicken must have had. Oh, my gosh. What? I, um, what the hell? I know. <laughs> so there's, so the, the big packages of the chicken legs, there's a chicken running around with like 18 legs. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> They just roll like a tumbleweed. <laughs> that would be amazing to see. That would be. <laughs> Driving around farm to farms just to watch the chickens. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one. A girl in my class in high school asked the teacher where the sky was. She genuinely had no idea, and when we tried to explain to her that the sky was above us, outside, she was like, no, that's the ceiling. Oh, my God. What? What? It's got to be the parents. Yes, it has to be. It has to be. Look they, at the ceiling. Like, what? Go outside and look at the ceiling. <laughs> It's beautiful. <laughs> okay. In fourth grade, we had a motivational speaker come in and talk to us who was completely blind since birth. At the end of, uh, at the end, they had time for questions and a girl asked why they didn't just wear super thick glasses. When the person replied that they cannot see anything, so there would be nothing to magnify, the girl said, no, like, super thick glasses. We were only in fourth grade, but we were all looking at her like, holy shit. <laughs> How do you not get this? The blind dude just shook his head. <laughs> well, what else could he do? I know, like, honey. <laughs> you just don't get it's it. It's black. There's nothing. They don't even see black. They don't know what black is. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm assuming. That's what I see when right, I close my eyes. Right, but I mean, uh, <laughs> okay. Next one. A friend's partner said she was vegan. Another friend jokingly said, "You're not vegan. You eat corn on a on the cob, which is actually the spine of a cow." Oh my gosh! Aforementioned friend's partner started crying about how much she loved eating cow spine and was really upset. Genuine tears of sorrow at how she wasn't vegan at all. From that day forth, corn was now known as cow spine on the cob, and their relationship didn't last too long. Probably a week after, she asked why Mel Gibson didn't just phone the English king to negotiate in Braveheart. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been such a better movie! <laughs> Just have a nice, pleasant conversation with the king. 
Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Okay, true story. Kid in my neighborhood, someone must have told him that if he shone a flashlight in one ear, light would come out the other ear. Uh, he didn't know I was looking. He held the flashlight to one ear and his open palm at the other, turned the flashlight and tried to turn his head real fast to see his palm. <laughs> he did this several times, never caught the light. I was in awe at his stupidity. <laughs> okay. Um, next one. I worked at a security post with a guy who didn't understand the concept of gravity. I thought he was joking at first, but he was serious. To be fair to him, he did pick up pretty quick when I taught him. <laughs> wow. Okay. And my last one. Uncle telling us about a guy he worked with. Guy buys nice new car. Car comes with cruise control and built-in GPS. Guy wrecks new car. Apparently, he typed in the address, set the cruise control. <laughs> and he thought... He didn't have to drive after setting in where he wanted to go. Oh <laughs> the car God. would just take him. <laughs> you know, they've made some advances in cars recently, but we still don't have a self-driving car. The image of that man <laughs> setting his shit and been like, okay, I'm going to read my book. <laughs> he just slowly drives. Cracks me up. That is so stupid. So stupid. Oh my gosh. Okay, those are mine. All right, I did. (laughs) People reveal things they swear they saw but can't prove. When I was five, I woke up from my sleep and saw a man sitting on the stairs watching me. I wasn't scared, though. There was something tranquil about it. I just watched him, and he watched me for what seemed like ten minutes. Then, all of a sudden, he was gone. A few days later, I found out my dad was killed in Europe. I live in Canada, and my parents were separated. There's a picture of me with him when I was just born, but he left shortly after that. To this day, that is the only memory that I have of my dad, a ghost watching over me. I don't believe in ghosts, but I know what I saw. I've never told anyone before except my mom. Aww. And that's one of those stupid things. I don't believe in ghosts. Oh, I but know. I saw a ghost. Totally saw a ghost, but I don't believe yeah. in ghosts. Like, really? I well, Yeah, dumb. I'm driving my friend home around 2 or 3 a.m., and as we approach her intersection, there's a woman walking along in the right lane of the street that I'm driving along. I'm supposed to be turning right onto my friend's street soon, but I switch out of that lane to avoid her, and my friend and I kind of mention that that was weird. One of us suggests maybe she's blind or sleepwalking, and I decide to U-turn around to see if maybe I can help her. But I feel very strange about the entire situation. I stop in the left lane closest to where she is and roll down the window a peep, debating on what to say, and she starts walking towards us with her arms forward, almost zombie-like, but more so as if she's trying to feel something. Her eyes looked closed when we first saw her, but now they seemed slightly open or whitish, and both times she was sort of smiling. I had an instant body feeling of, oh fuck, we gotta go. As one of us says, that is not good energy. And I just bolted out of the intersection and told my friend to sleep over at my place tonight. 
Still have no idea what this was exactly, and when we mentioned it to my friend's brother, he said he's seen that woman eating soil oh. some while ago across the street from their house during the day. Oh my god. No one knows if she lives in the neighborhood, but she's not an immediate street neighbor so, since they all know each other. Their immediate next-door neighbor has apparently seen a woman, unspecified whether it looked like this one or not, fly across the street. What? To be fair, he's a stoner and drinks a lot, but a grown man was scared out of his mind at 2 a.m. and came running to my friend's house, telling them the story. From what I recall, she was on his side of the street, walking along. He looked away for one second, and she was all the way on the other side of the street, like an impossible distance for a few seconds in front of someone's eyes. Another neighbor who's lived in the area since he was a child is about 50 now, has apparently seen this woman every so often, and she hasn't aged. I kind of want to find out more about this witch-like person, because this all seems insane and very eerie, with the lingering bad energy, and in a way the closest to something paranormal that I've experienced. Weird. That is weird. I don't believe she flew, no. but... But to move that fast, mm -hmm. that's still crazy. It is. Once as a kid, my parents took me to a carnival. I was four years old and at the time an only child. I got in line for one of those rides where you sit inside a plastic dragon and spin the wheel to rotate yourself faster. Climbing into what I assumed was an empty dragon, I was startled to see another girl already waiting for the ride to start. She looked exactly like me. We spun the wheel and stared at each other in silence without blinking for the entire duration of the ride. When it ended, we got mixed up in the shuffle and my parents started to walk away with this other little girl. I yelled for them to wait and they turned back and saw me 20 feet behind them. They both went ghost white and when I caught up, my doppelganger was gone. Yeah. To this day, we never ever speak of that trip to the carnival. Holy shit, that's creepy. That is creepy. Why are carnivals creepy? I don't know. They are, though. I know. It's all the rickety rides and the creepy people mm. and doppelgangers, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Not my story, but my brother's. He lost his wallet and was retracing his steps looking for it. A homeless man approached him at a coffee shop and said to him, Don't worry, it's in the bathroom sink. Your wallet is in your bathroom sink. Later that night, he did indeed find his wallet at home in the bathroom sink. A few days later, he saw the same homeless man and thanked him for his help. The guy became really irritated and told my brother he had never seen him before. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, that's creepy. Ew, and why was it in the bathroom sink? I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> Who puts their wallet in the bathroom sink? Nobody. That's why it... <laughs> what the fuck? guess that's why he lost it. Yeah. When I was about 10 or 11, we were having a get-together at Grandma's house for the holidays. All of us cousins played all day, and when night fell, we played hide-and-seek. While the adults smoked and drank up by the house, we stayed on the back of the property just having a good time. I was hiding in between a bush and the property fence when I heard the strangest sound. It was almost a scream, both happy and miserable at the same time. I jumped up and kind of shouted. All my cousins heard it, and we all saw it, too. It was an animal on two legs, and it ran off with really jerky motions. <sighs> Being the oldest by about three years, I calmed down the crying little ones and explained as best I could that it was just someone trying to scare us. 
I've had nightmares about that sound. In my mind, it seems a grotesque mimicry of our joyous screams and laughter as we played. None of my cousins today will admit to even remembering the incident, although the adults remember the commotion it caused. Hmm. When I was in the U.S. Navy in the mid-2000s, I was in the Western Pacific doing a tour with the USS Kitty Hawk. I was on night shift at the time, and it was about 2 a.m., and there was a storm way off on the horizon, lighting up the skyline something fierce to the port side. I swear to this day that I saw something that had to be about the size of a large skyscraper breaking the water silhouetted against the horizon. I've heard stories from people who have seen similar things. Only people who have seen similar things have ever come close to believing me. I don't blame anyone for not believing me. It's haunted me for over a decade, and I'll probably never know what it was. I just know there's creepy fucking shit out there. Oh my gosh. Yes, there is. Yeah. It was the mothership coming out of the ocean. Oh my gosh. Jody solved it. Yep. It's done. <laughs> move on <laughs> I went outside early one morning and saw this woman kneeled in my mother's flower garden it, I was a little sketched out I was like 10 and a person I didn't know was just sitting in the middle of our garden not knowing what to do I just said hello to her she turned around and immediately apologized for being in our yard and said that we had such nice flowers she couldn't help it then she walked away I thought it was cute didn't think any more of it and went about my day my mom and dad left to do errands, and my brother and I were home alone. We were both watching TV. Without any warning, someone taps me on my shoulder behind me. I freak out, turn around, and she is standing right behind my brother and I. What? She apologized immensely and then asked where my mom and dad were. Uh... I told her they would be back any time, but that she really shouldn't be coming into people's houses. She agreed and asked for a pen and a piece of paper, saying she wanted to write them a note. I complied and told her to do it out in the dining room. I peered from behind a, a corner in my hallway and never let her out of my sight. I was beyond afraid. She calmly set the pen down, shouted thank you from the dining room, and then walked out the front door. I bolted to the window and made sure she was gone. Then I bolted to the door and locked it. Then I nervously and very slowly approached the note she left on the table. I read it and was dumbfounded. She said that she believed God spoke to her in the garden and told her to build an altar to her grandmother. The note was her scheduling an appointment with my mother to discuss placing a tombstone in a prayer table or something in the garden. Uh, <laughs> my parents got home and I freaked out. I told them my mom had to talk to this woman. She left her phone number on the note. My mom took the day off work, sat out on the porch at the time the woman said, and waited for her to arrive. She never showed up. My mother called the number on the note only to get a disconnected message. The only proof I had of any of these things happening was the note she left. My mom and dad don't believe most of the story, and it seems even my brother forgot about it. But I know it happened. What the fuck? That is weird. I would flip out if someone was in my house. Tapped you on the fucking shoulder? Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, you're going to be sorry, what bitch. Get fuck? out of my house. That is the rude. Right, it is rude. And even to be in their yard is rude. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh, what the fuck? And to, oh, yeah, let me just set an appointment and we'll discuss setting this tombstone up in your backyard. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's not how it works. What the fuck? 
When I was about 10, they started putting missing children on, on milk cartons. Every morning for a while, I was looking at those boys' face on the side of the milk while I eat my cereal. Then one day, a car went down my street while I was playing outside, and there was a boy in the back seat with his face up close to the window looking out. I'm 99% sure it was the boy from the milk carton. I told my parents, but they didn't believe me. Oh my gosh. I wonder if it was really him. No, no. Who knows? Probably not. Probably not. Everyone was asleep. My campsite was the only one with a fire lit, and my dad's girlfriend and I were awake. All of a sudden, I hear this terrible scream with an almost cackle quality to it. Hmm. Then there was a rustling on the other side of a fence. We had a clear line of sight between the campsite and the fence, and this weird cougar dog human-looking thing climbed over the fence with its knees and arms bent at odd angles, almost 90 degrees. Then it was over the fence. It stood up on two legs and ran to the left into the campgrounds. It was terrifying. No one has ever believed me, but my dad's now ex-girlfriend still remembers, and looking into the urban legends in Michigan, I came across the story of the dog man. Oh, I wonder if that's what they saw. Oh, Creepy. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'd never go camping again, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Watched a white light hover in the distance between two mountains, then it moved up, then down. At that point, I called my buddies outside to watch it. We witnessed it move side to side, then in a perfect clockwise circle, then anti-clockwise. Isn't that... counterclockwise. Yeah. <laughs> Next, it started doing tight figure eights one way, then back the other way. We watched it then move diagonally to the left, then back to center, diagonally right, and then back to center. During this, we discussed the possibilities of what it could be, a helicopter, a skilled pilot, a series of spotlights, the speed at which it moved, and the fact it didn't waver slightly, and the the fact the motion was so fluid left us without an explanation. As we discussed and watched the movements, the light moved even faster, up, down, and diagonally. Then it sped off to the right at a speed we could barely focus on. It was now about three kilometers on the other side of the mountain, and then suddenly it took off straight up and out towards the stars till it was gone. Weird. I would actually really love to see something like that. I know. I've caught myself starting to look up more. Yeah, me too. Lately. Because they're talking about it, and it's out there, and we can totally see it. Yeah. A man dressed as a Confederate soldier walking down my street as I was heading home from work. There was a school bus coming, and he stopped on the other side of the road as if to let the bus pass before crossing, and I stopped at the stop sign. We looked at each other, the bus passed, and then he was gone. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah. When I was about six, my entire family was helping to build my grandparents a new house. I was helping my dad move some really long two-by-fours from the lumber pile when a mouse ran out from under the board. I had moved out in the middle of the woods. Mice were no big deal to any of us. I did a double take, though, because the, because the mouse was freaking blue. <laughs> I don't mean the sun reflected off its fur and it had a blue sheen to it. I mean a brilliant royal blue. He was running fast, but I got my dad to notice it, too, and he agreed that the mouse really was royal freaking blue. (laughs) We've told multiple people, my mom included, and no one believes us, but we know what we saw. Weird. That is weird. I wonder if it got into something. That's what I was thinking. That's hilarious if it did. (laughs) (laughs) 
When I was about 13, my family had a Jack, Jack Russell, Jack and a Chow Chow mix, Kuma, Kuma. The dogs had free reign of our half-acre fenced-in yard. One day I let Jack outside like any other day, but I noticed the trees were filled with crows. The property is surrounded by several large trees, and there must have been hundreds of crows. As I'm in awe with the sheer amount of black death surrounding my home, I realize there is a massive crow on the ground, and Jack is challenging him, growling and circling the bird. He was about 12 pounds, and I was afraid he'd get carried away. Then all of a sudden, the battle began. He was biting the crow's wings, and the bird was pecking him and trying to grab him with one foot still on the ground. Crow King gave no shits. <laughs> all his hundreds of crow followers were bursting into calls and shrieks, egging on their leader, but never joining in. <laughs> I, meanwhile, was screaming for my brother, freaking out, thinking our dog would be killed. He came running out of the house, screaming for Jack to come, but the bastard never listened. <laughs> That's when Kuma came, barreling out of the house, straight towards the bird dog battle arena, grabbed the crow king by the neck, and shook the fucker with fiery disregard for his onlooking, horrified subjects. <laughs> oh my god. The crow king was dead. Oh shit. <laughs> the skies filled with crows, and the sound was deafening as they all flew away. Hundreds of pissed off crows all cawing and flapping away. Jack's face was all cut up, but other than that, he was fine. To this day, my older brother and I are the only ones that saw this shit happen, and no one in my family believes me when I tell the story of the Crow King and his defeat. <laughs> that is insane, though. Is it crows that remember people? I think so. Like, they don't if they don't like them? I think so. Yeah, because yeah, crows will, like, bring you stuff yeah. if you feed them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're super smart. <laughs> I hate to be that family. Oh. Not done. I think it was a crow fight club, and they all gathered to send their strongest fighters into battle and bet on the winner. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. That is funny. That would be insane to see, too. Oh, I know. I'd be freaking out. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Florida and have seen my fair share of weird stuff, but this takes the cake. When I was about eight or nine, my older brother and I went on a walk in our neighborhood. At the end of the street that our house was on, we both saw a man in a doctor's coat and surgical mask walking very slowly and awkwardly like in a limp while holding his side like he was injured. Both me and my brother thought it was some weird shit and decided to walk in the opposite direction back home. A couple years later, I was playing basketball in my driveway and saw what looked like the same man in the doctor's coat and surgical mask except he was riding a unicycle past my house on the road. What? He didn't look at me, just kept staring straight ahead at the road, riding his unicycle. And a year after that, I swear I saw the same man riding his unicycle just days before I moved away from that house. Whenever I tell people this now, they kind of give me a weird look and don't really know what to say. It's one of those weird things that's too obscure to make up, but too ridiculous to think it actually happened. What the fuck? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Ball lightning. It was right after a thunderstorm passed by. I could see floating orbs in the sky. There were a couple of cars parked by an open field and people were watching this happen. So I parked and got out and to join them. We all sort of just looked on in silence until they winked out one by one. There was at least 10 of them and they seemed to fly together in patterns. Sometimes they were fast, other times they slowed down or reversed direction. They seemed small, but I could tell this wasn't because they were far up in the sky. 
If I were to guess, they'd be about the size of a basketball, maybe a little larger. The whole ordeal only lasted 30 minutes. We then all got in our cars and left. I tried taking pictures, but it was dark and the lights were too faint to make out. I should have recorded a video instead. That'd be cool to see. Yeah, it would. I was having a secret smoke one night, and when I was finished, I went to put the ashtray in my hiding place on the top of a high cupboard in my kitchen. Instead of getting the footstool, I was on my tiptoes and stretching up to put the ashtray up there when I lost my balance and the ashtray slipped out of my fingers and fell down to the floor. I ducked out of the way so I didn't get covered in ash or get hit by the heavy glass ashtray and I heard it hit the ground behind me loudly and then clatter as it rolled. I sighed as I knew I'd have to clean up ash from the floor and was annoyed at myself for being clumsy. But then when I turned around to where I'd heard it land, there was nothing there. I honestly spent about 30 minutes looking all over that kitchen for the ashtray or even a trace of ash on the floor, but there was nothing. It and its contents had simply vanished into thin air. I went to bed totally freaked out that night and had another look the next morning, but it was still gone and I've never seen it again since. What? That's crazy. It went to another dimension for sure. Yeah. Where else would it go? Yeah. I'm not a superstitious person, so I've completely ruled this out as a strange coincidence. Still, when it comes to things, this series of events is by far the spookiest. This all happened within the span of two weeks last year. First, I was walking home extremely late from work. I worked until about 3 a.m. and had decided I'd take the long walk home that night. Anyway, I took a road that went away from the city and into the woods, so there wouldn't be any cars zipping past as I walked. Next thing I know, I hear a rustle in some trees. I look over and see someone about 20 feet in the bush with a perfectly white blanket sat on their head. (laughs) What? I don't know. I froze and looked at them for a moment, then slowly kept walking as I clutched my multi-tool in my pocket and flipped out its knife. After I continued for a few minutes, they simply took off into the woods And that was that. Gave me the creeps. Pegged it as a homeless guy or a teenager fucking around on drugs. The next night, I decided to walk to the store around 11.30 p.m. It's a good walk, so I'm not back until around 12.45. I live in a really nice neighborhood, and right next to my apartment is a small convenience store that closes at 11. As I approach my apartment, I see this girl dressed in all white, head to toe, white heels, a nice short white dress, a white fur vest, a massive white hat. Her hair was blonde and she even had a long skinny cigarette. She looked like she just left a fancy 30s costume party. She simply stood in this empty convenience store parking lot and paid no attention to me as I passed. Why she was in the middle of the closed lot I have no idea, but once again this sort of gave me the creeps, especially after I recalled the previous night. So I get into work on Monday, tell some people of my strange encounters to spook them out, Everyone tells me to stop walking at night. Yeah. I decide it's probably a good idea and jokingly say I don't want to risk running into the third white figure. The next Sunday, I realize I'm out of toothpaste and hop in my car and drive to the store. Driving back, I approach a stop sign with a crosswalk. The road is completely empty at this time of night, but I come to a complete stop. I always do. But apparently, I wasn't really paying attention because the moment I pressed the gas, someone stepped out onto the crosswalk and I quickly hit my brakes. I immediately gestured an unapologetic wave to the person and I realized it's a kid, not just any kid, an albino kid. He 
He didn't seem to notice my mistake and just slowly strolls past my car. I was already a little flustered from my inattentiveness, but for a brief moment, as I thought about the two people I had seen before and how I had joked about there being a third, I nearly shit my pants. I was so creeped out. Got home and immediately thought of all of it all as a coincidence. I had never seen an albino person before, so that made me the last one especially shocking to me. But I don't walk at night anymore. Ha ha. When I was living in Missouri in 2012 or 2013, I was feeding my chickens when they started acting very strange and ran inside their coop. I looked up and I swear to God, I saw a pterodactyl. <laughs> I watched it as it glided over my property, then my neighbors, then across a small valley and until it was completely out of sight. There is no way it could have been anything else as plain as day. It was a pterodactyl. Holy shit. Have you heard? The, oh, very few people besides my wife and parents that I have told believe me. So I don't tend to talk to many people about it. I even started doing research on pterodactyl sightings and emailed a subject matter expert. Apparently, the sightings are not as uncommon as most people think. Hmm. That's what I was getting ready to say. There's a lot of people. Oh, and before I start, <laughs> and before I start getting blasted, I'm not a crazy person. I'm a perfectly sane 34-year-old man with no history of mental problems who has been holding down a solid career for the past <laughs> 10 and a half years. I saw a pterodactyl, <laughs> and that is a fact. I simply have no proof other than my word. Anyway... A lot of people have seen pterodactyls. Really? Yes. That's insane. I know. What? I don't know. But that's not the first time I've heard about that. I've heard of people, like, it's been a long time, I thought. Like, they used to see them. No, it's now. Whoa, that's crazy. When I was about seven or eight, I was at my grandmother's house in West Virginia to spend the night along with my brother and sister. It was Friday night and we were watching old school TGIF. There was a knock on the door and I jumped up to answer it. My grandma was in her bedroom and didn't hear it. I wasn't supposed to answer the door by myself, but I really liked to do it. I opened the door and no one was there. I stepped out and looked to the left and right. To the right, beside the door, my grandma kept a small table. Sitting on that table was a mandrill. One of those primates like Rafiki from The Lion King. I don't remember it moving. I just saw it sitting there staring at me. I freaked out and slammed the door. My grandma came running out and I was told that, and I told her there was a monkey outside. <laughs> she ran out. My brother and sister, she ran out. My brother and sister ran to the door to see the monkey. I'll never forget when I ran out and that table was empty. My grandma told me I shouldn't tell tall tales and not to open the <laughs> door when she wasn't around that's been over 20 years ago and my brother and sister still make fun of me for seeing the monkey <laughs> i've done google searches about mandrels escaping from the zoo the zoo in rural west virginia but no such luck it is still so clear in my mind i am sure it was there though oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i think this is the last one okay this was probably 16 years ago, so I was about 10 or 11 when I'd seen this. My parents' basement was, is, unfinished, and we had a small TV and a single couch in the middle of it for my siblings and I to go play games, watch VHS tapes, whatever. One night, I decided to hang out down there by myself and watch some movies, and I ended up falling asleep on the couch. 
While asleep, I was in a dream where I was in the exact spot I was in in the basement watching TV on the couch when something asked me, what channel are you watching? Still in the dream, I turned to say channel 13 to a short alien sitting next to and staring right at me. I, of course, wake up in the empty and now dark basement. I'm sure my parents came down to turn off the lights and TV and am frozen in place for a moment until I hear something behind the couch. I sat up to turn around, hoping to God it was our old dog, and there it was, the alien from the dream, rising what? up about two feet from behind the couch and walking toward me. I'm sure I let out a blood-curdling scream as I bolted upstairs and right to my parents' bedroom. Everyone, including the dog, were up there, and to this day, I believe what I saw, as crazy as it sounds. Uh, that's weird. And that was my last one. Alien. Okay, so this week, I did... People reveal, revealed the eerie experiences that still haunt them. Okay. So first one, one night I came home from a date at about 11 p.m. The house was dark and I, and I didn't switch on any lights because I know my way around. I went straight to the bathroom and on my way back down the corridor, I bumped into my dog. He is as big as my mid-thigh. I told my boy I love him and he should be sleeping, but good boy for checking on his mom. I opened my bedroom door, which was almost entirely closed, and switched on the light at the same time, only to see him on my bed sleeping. He lifted his head when the light came on to look at me. I would have heard him or felt him move past me if he beat me to the bedroom from the corridor. I was alone. Who bumped into me? <laughs> I don't like those. Things. I know. And whatever it was, it was crawling on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next one in 1973. I went to work like any other day. I got out of my car and walked to the entrance. On the way, I saluted Warrant Officer Farty, as I always did. Uh, but this time, there was something different. That day, he was in uniform, but he usually wore civilian clothes. He waved me on and said he'd be in the office in a minute. I got to my office expecting to be the first one there. I always got there first because I was the lowest-ranking guy in the office and had to make the coffee. I was surprised that the chief and a captain and his senior sergeant were already in the office. The captain asked me to sit down at my desk, and I thought I was in trouble. He said he had some bad news, but what he told me truly made my blood run cold. He said that Warrant Officer Fardy had been in a head-on collision at 3 a.m. that morning and hadn't made it. I protested, saying that I had just seen him outside in the parking lot, the captain said he and the sergeant had identified the body about an hour earlier. I still can't explain it. Oh my gosh, it. I got chills. I know. And he was in his uniform. He was in his... he was buried in his uniform. He was in his uniform. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. And a fucking car crash. Like, to take people like that, you know, mm -hmm. just sucks. Okay, next one. I went to work, and afterward, I was heading back home in the evening on my regular commute on the bus. As I was standing, a girl I had never met before ended up standing next to me and was on her phone. I looked up to check what stop the bus was at, and I ended up seeing what the girl was looking at on her phone. She was shorter than me, and I saw her phone out of the corner of my eye. I'll never forget the feeling of terror that washed over me. It turned out to be a video of me on my way to work that morning. Same position on the bus, clothes, uh, headphone model, spot on. 
It had some kind of caption, which I couldn't make out, but at the time I was barely processing everything before I realized I had to get off at my stop. I wanted to bring it up to her, but it was on Snapchat, which deletes afterward. I couldn't think of a way to approach her about it without looking like a crazy person. Somehow, somebody took a video of me in the morning, sent it to somebody else who ended up next to me and played the video of me. I thought of some potential theories, but I don't think I'll ever get a solid answer. That is weird. That is weird. What are the odds of that? That's... And why would they film... Going to work. Yeah. Weird. weird. I want to know what that caption said. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. When I was a young kid, my dad got me those cool two-mile walkie-talkies that uh, so that we could talk whenever he drove near enough while working. I went to my grandma's house for Christmas and played with them. She had a huge patch of woods far behind her house and a big tree in the back. Come night, I'm in the back by myself thinking some kid stuff like what flavor of Jello Batman likes the most. <laughs> In the middle of this important thought, my walkie-talkie suddenly goes off. Uh-oh, I don't know. I didn't know I had left it on. They started to talk, and what they said was utterly terrifying. Basically, they told me exactly what I looked like and what I was wearing. They said they were in the woods. I wish I could describe how it seemed like those woods walked towards me when the feeling hit me, sinking terror. I couldn't get far away enough. My parents got involved. They thought it was my uncle playing a prank, but we found out that he was long gone by this time. I've left out one part, the worst thing this stranger said. He told me to look in the tree next to me. When I looked, there was a noose tied to it. It had definitely not been there earlier in the day, or we would have seen it instantly. Like the window of time for someone to be able to climb that tree and hang a noose with no one noticing was slim to none. I have received no answers about this situation, only a sense of dread and a few nightmares. Ugh. That is fucking creepy. That, yeah. Next one, when I was in grade school, I made friends with another boy that I will call Jeremy. We actually became buddies because I needed help with my math homework, and he was the only kid in our class who could do long division in his head. This was the first grade. Jeremy was not only the smartest kid I had ever met in my life, but he was also the smartest person. He skipped three grades and went to second, he went from second grade to sixth, yet he still re remained at the top of his class. He always had an intense interest in nuclear phys physics and would talk online with professors and other adults about it. We, I couldn't even understand what they were talking about, to be perfectly honest. Smart people stuff. So we continued to hang out up until I was in seventh grade when he was already taking college level courses. He had his IQ tested before his junior year, and it was 165. This is the highest in our town's history, and he had a feature in the local paper. During his junior year and my seventh grade year, during which we were both 12 years old, he took a class called ASR, or Advanced Scientific Research. This is when he really started to get serious about nuclear physics. He would spend hours each day talking with professors and scientists online, we barely hung out during this time. He was so wrapped up in his research that he would rarely come to school. This is when things get weird. One day, he invited me over. We were playing baseball in his front yard when a nondescript black SUV pulled up next to his curb. Two men in suits got out and began talking <laughs> and began walking toward the house. 
Our 12-year-old minds immediately thought stranger danger and ran inside, locking the door. The men walked up to the door and knocked. We were so scared. His mom went to the door. One of the men revealed a badge and asked to be let in, saying he would like to speak to her about her son. The mom told them they can't come in, but she would be happy to speak with them on the porch. Me and Jeremy, being nosy kids, wanted to listen in on their conversation, so we went up to his door and pressed our ears against it. That was when one of the men came bursting into the house and told us to go to the basement and not to listen to the conversation. He said it wasn't any of our business. We complied, and about two hours later, his mom called him out onto the porch. She then told me that it was probably time I went home, which was unusual. I ate dinner and stayed late there all the time. When I walked outside to go home, Jeremy's mom was on the porch in tears, and Jeremy was talking to one of the men. That was the last I saw of him. The men told me to go home, and one of them pulled me aside and said it would be best if I kept this meeting a secret. I don't know why, but I listened to him. This is the first time I'm revealing the story to anybody. The next day, there was a for sale sign in front of Jeremy's house. Jeremy never showed up to school again, and his parents' cars were never in the driveway. It was like he disappeared off the face of the earth. I honestly have no clue what this was about, but it occurred about 15 to 20 years ago. That's crazy. That is crazy. Was he it? went to the government somewhere. Men in black? Mm, something. Yeah. Crazy. Next one, when I was around seven years old, my dad left for Guatemala because he was going back to live there, which made me sad. Two summers later, I asked my mother if I could go visit him over there for his 30th birthday surprise. She planned for me to be there for about a week. Upon arrival, I didn't see my dad anywhere at the airport. In fact, I didn't see him for the whole ride to, to his place in which my other relatives who had picked me up kept stating that he was waiting at the house. When we got there, he wasn't at the house either. At this point, they said he's out practicing soccer with his friends. In fact, the entire week that I was there, I didn't see my dad at all because they kept making excuses. I was so sad when I had to leave because I didn't get to see him once. And when I'm returning to America, I told my mom how I didn't get to see my dad once when I was there. She called my dad and said he wasn't expecting me, which made sense because it was a surprise. He told us that he was at the house the entire time, so I should have seen him. But the next thing he said changed everything. He went on to say that he lives only with his dog, Barlow, and that's what frightened me. The thing was, I saw a tombstone when I was there with nothing written on it, but I asked the relatives what it was supposed to be, and they said, oh, your dad's dog, Barlow. He passed a few months ago. When my mom tried contacting the relatives that I stayed with, they never picked up, so she told my dad to contact them and find out what the heck happened. However, he said that his relatives hadn't lived with him since before he came to America all those years earlier. Since then, I've been wondering what happened because the people I stayed with won't respond to anyone. Sometimes I wonder if they were even my real relatives. I have got chills. But they knew the dad's dog's name. That's weird. And they kept making excuses like they were like, they weren't like, who the fuck are you talking about? And they let him leave. What the fuck? I don't know. That's crazy. It's crazy. That would bother me for the rest of my life. For the rest, yeah, absolutely. Especially, you couldn't get any answers. Nobody will answer you. Your dad doesn't know. He, I mean, that would bother me so much. Mm. That's crazy. 
Okay, next one. My friends and I were walking home at night. We were all 15-ish. We took our usual route through the graveyard. It was a large graveyard with a starlit main path running up, uh, running top to bottom. There were two, si two side paths, too. We took a side path and walked toward the top. As we neared the top, we had to walk across the main path. At that moment, those of us at the front of the group noticed a woman who was dressed in layers of clothing that looked very old. She appeared elder elderly. Her movement was strange and labored. She was walking toward the top gate within two meters of it. Our side path was far enough away that someone walking on the main path would not notice you. We all stopped and said we better not scare this woman. We all commented on her weird appearance. We could not see her face. Suddenly, she bolts and turns around in a swift movement and runs back down the main path. The sudden change in movement did not fit the way she had previously been moving. Then she just vanished. She was totally gone. We got to the path and there was no sign of her. I do not believe in the supernatural, but this experience still sits with me 15 years on. My friends still bring it up sometimes too. There were never any homeless people in the area and her fashion style resembled something from the 17th century. We never saw anything else like it any other time we had walked through the graveyard and the appearance, strange movement, and her sudden disappearance were all what we found the strangest. But they don't believe in ghosts. Yeah, Even exactly. though they just saw one. Mm -hmm. Just disappeared, but it's not a ghost. <laughs> okay, next one. When I was an early teenager, I got involved in the Big Brother program. My big brother was a guy named Chris who, like me, was a little odd, so we got along really well and hung out a lot. When we had been paired for about a year, he told me that he was going on a trip to Baltimore. He also told me that the uh, told me the date that he would be back on. I waited for a few days after his return date before trying to call him, but when I did, the person on the other line said there's no Chris here. I looked in the phone book to make sure I had dialed correctly, and I know for a fact that I did because I had the number circled and it matched the number I had dialed. But the man repeated, We've been living here for a long time, and there's never been a Chris here. Chris never returned from Baltimore, and neither I nor the Big Brothers program ever heard from him again. That's weird. That's weird. Okay, next one. This was around 2006 when I was 10 years old. I, it was after midnight. I was sleeping in one of my aunt's beds while my brother slept in another adjacent to mine. Across from us was our grandparents' bedroom, and downstairs... Next to the laundry room was my parents' bedroom. I woke up groggy and confused and needing to pee very, very badly, and I suddenly, but I suddenly heard a voice. With eight people in the house, that wasn't uncommon. Someone had probably gotten up to go to the washroom and either started talking to someone else or they had answered the phone. Mind you, I was still half asleep, so to me, a phone call after midnight seemed totally reasonable. Well, it turns out that couldn't have been possible because I didn't recognize the voice. That was what immediately woke me up. I was froze, clutching my blanket while sitting up in bed. It was a man. His voice wasn't deep like my dad or grandfather's, and he kept uh, rattling on about some treasure. He was right outside the door, but he never turned the doorknob or made any attempt to enter the room. He just kept passing by as if pacing all the while talking to himself about this treasure. I was terrified and looked over to my aunt who was sound asleep. I still don't know how I managed to not wet the bed. 
Eventually, the voice went silent, and I somehow fell back asleep. The next morning, everyone is doing their thing, getting ready for work or school or busy in the kitchen, so I assumed it was all just a dream. I really wish I had kept my mouth shut. As I'm eating breakfast, I told my mom and grandmother about the voice and laughed how weird the brain is. They froze. Everyone froze. It turns out the voice was real. I hadn't mentioned his obsession with a treasure, but my grandfather did. As did my mother and brother, everyone agreed about the treasure thing. Apparently, he combed the entire house but never actually entered any of the rooms. Nothing was taken, all the doors were locked, and all the windows had screens, none of which were missing. Two weeks later, while I was helping my grandparents clean out the garage, my grandmother found several empty Coke cans behind an old sofa, which had been up against one of the walls for quite some time. There was also empty bags of chips, candy wrappers, fruit cores, and peels, all of which were taken from the garbage. The sofa was, the, was high enough for someone to lay underneath, so the guy had, been, had clearly been inside our house, inside our garage. We've moved now, as have my aunts, but my grandparents still live there and were only about a three-minute drive from them. We still don't know who he was, how he got in, and most importantly, how long had he been inside our home? Ugh, I hate those stories. I know. It's just, it's just not right. No. Okay, and this is my last one. My brother is about two years older than me. Me, my parents, and my eldest brother distinctly remember him telling a lot of stories when he was little about his past life. One in particular that I remember was about his grandpa and his dog who lived in a house that caught on fire, killing them both. When he was little, he would tell creepy stories like this all the time. At one point, unprovoked, months later, I remember him pointing out a a burnt-down shack and saying that was his grandpa's house. We later came to to find that an elderly man and his dog had indeed lived there and passed in a fire, but it wasn't anyone we knew or were or were related to. My brother was less than 10 years old when this happened, and it was way before our our internet days. We also never read the newspaper or watched the news. Too caught up in sports and cartoons. If you ask him about any of this now, he says he doesn't remember. Crazy. And that is so crazy, too, that... Because when I think of, like, past lives and people coming back, I don't know why, but I always think, like... A huge amount of time would have to pass on Earth yeah, before that would happen anywhere else. But apparently, if you could still see this place burnt down and, mm-hmm. you know, people around there knew about it, it didn't happen that long ago. Yeah. Crazy. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. I did funny tweets again. Okay. And these are about in-laws. Okay. My father-in-law asked me what stops me from not stealing or lying or cheating or murdering if I don't read the Bible. And that's when I realized my father-in-law should not stop reading the Bible. Um, yeah? What the fuck? Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) Oh, in-laws. Holy shit. My kids could fart and my father-in-law would be like, great job. Here's five bucks. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best grandpa ever, ever. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) 
They say violence doesn't solve problems, but then you tell that, but then you tell me what I'm supposed to do when my in-laws scrape their forks on their plates. <laughs> in-laws are God's way of showing you that no matter how fucked up your own family is, it could be so much worse. Amen. <laughs> My mother-in-law talks a lot of shit for having a son I'm still raising. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I get that one. <laughs> Mother-in-law. Why don't you guys come join us for lunch? Me. Today, we can't. Mother-in-law, why? Me. Oh, because I don't want to. Ha! <laughs> I showed her, I think to myself, as I drive to lunch at the in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> the real hero this holiday season is my three-year-old who has told my mother-in-law to be quiet several times. <laughs> oh my god, I love that kid. <laughs> Mother-in-law, you have to teach them really young to pick up after themselves. Me, watching my husband take off his socks and leave them in the middle of the living room. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when your toddler... Totter, when your toddler I think asks... they should be called totters. <laughs> <laughs> when your toddler asks why you don't wear glasses like daddy and grandma, the answer is not superior genetics, at least not in front of your mother-in-law. I know this now. <laughs> my in-laws gave me body wash for Christmas. I wouldn't have thought anything of it except that my mother-in-law attached a note that said I did not pick this out. So apparently my father-in-law thinks I stink. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> That's hilarious. I did not pick this out. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> I don't know why my in-laws feel qualified to give me parenting advice. After all, I live with the results of their efforts, and it's nothing to brag about. That's so funny. A lot of people say that. Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. <laughs> 2 p.m. Sunday. Mother-in-law. Gestures at my cup. It's too late for coffee. Is that decaf? Uh. Me. Looks down at my cup of tequila. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've known my mother-in-law for 14 years. She's in her mid-60s. I just found out she can burp on command. Oh. She's one of the sweetest and classiest <laughs> late women I know, and now she's the coolest. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> mother-in-law, when are you going to shave that disgusting beard? Me. Yours or mine? <laughs> As the mother-in-law in, in mid-story, two-year-old, Daddy, 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 me, Baby, Grandma is talking. Can we be polite, please? Two-year-old, but Daddy, Grandma's <laughs> always talking. Love you, kiddo. <laughs> My father-in-law just came out of the bathroom and said, in all seriousness, Phew, now I know how women feel after giving birth. Um, and, like, he was nice and all, but he's he's now dead to me. <laughs> God, whatever. Yeah. Men can't handle it. No. They can't barely handle a shit. A big shit. <laughs> I texted my husband about all the sex I'm expecting for my birthday and accidentally sent it to my mother-in-law. She just responded that she's already made other plans <laughs> for the day. <laughs> oh, sorry. I can't make that. Oops. <laughs> oh, that was it. All right. 
right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghouls Night Out Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. Look us up on Facebook. You can request to join the group. And uh, a lot of people ask for recommendations on there, so you can recommend us. And we'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.